Hello, and welcome to Dodecahedron, a podcast by, for, and about roleplayers. I'm Jess Vetters, and this week, I'm on my own. As you know, every week, we come here to talk about a range of gaming-related topics, from creating a character to running a game, and what it all means for people who share our favorite hobby. Now, here at Dodecahedron, we don't consider ourselves experts, but we do consider ourselves people with pleasant voices and a wealth of gaming experience that we are eager to share with you. Today's topic is one that is near and dear to my heart, that I can talk at length about, but I will only, since I'm on my own, talk to you for about 20 to 25-ish minutes on. I'm going to talk about taking notes during gaming. But before I get into it, I just have to share a little bit of a something. Uh, as you can tell, this is a mini-sode where I'm on my own. Uh, Colin, unfortunately, could not join us this week as some family stuff came up and he's starting a new job. It's all good stuff. Don't be concerned about that. Uh, we were also supposed to have a bit of a planning session earlier on in the week that I had to bail out on, and I'm just being completely accountable for this because sometimes life gets super weird and you spend basically an entire day, like, sort of sick in bed for reasons. We won't get super into that. The one thing that I wanted to talk about before I get into the note-taking, because it's fresh in my mind, is that this week I saw... Um, oh, how do I want to say this? I saw the most referential movie ever. Uh, at least until Family Guy gets their own movie. I saw Ready Player One. Now... For those of you who know me, those of you who have had this discussion with me in person, because I know there are a couple out there, uh, you will know that I have not read the book, but I am writing a novel. I'm currently in the process of finishing the edit of the novel that has been compared for one reason or another to Ready Player One. Uh, there are some thematic similarities and some... Um, technological things that they have in common, but as far as the actual storytelling goes, they're quite different. Point being, uh, I came into it not knowing the source material, but knowing about the source material and pretty much expecting it to be not great, but not bad. And that's... I, I am... I suppose happy to say that my expectations were met. It was not a bad movie. It was not a particularly good movie. It was two hours and 18 minutes of visual density, the likes of which I have not seen since I watched Transformers movies. Uh, which is not to say that it was as visually confusing as Transformers, Spielberg is obviously a good director and has people working with him who understand how to frame a shot so that you can actually tell what's going on in the shot. Uh, but there was just so much extraneous stuff going on at any given moment that it kind of became difficult at times to follow the story. And it was just kind of like being on a roller coaster that you've been on before, so there's nothing particularly surprising or exciting happening. It's just 
a thrill ride for the heck of it. Uh, I can go on more about this later, but I've already eaten up all of the pre-show time that I wanted to, so let's get right into taking notes. Now, I, as a player, take fairly extensive notes during sessions, uh, to the point where it can occasionally be a detriment in intense role-playing moments because I need to get that last sentence down, I need to get that last bit so we don't lose any of the information. Now, later on, when that information becomes relevant, I am everybody's favorite player, because in one of my groups, two of us take fairly extensive notes, uh, but my issue is that I generally write my notes diary style, so if my character doesn't experience what's going on, I don't have notes on it. Uh, so thankfully, between myself and the other player who actually takes decent notes, we usually end up covering most things. But where that leads to blind spots is things where, uh, for example, I have a character who recently in a session kind of went off on her own and got into a little bit of trouble while the rest of the party was dealing with something else, so there is a missing chunk in my notes. And at that point, I kind of have to tell the other players around me, like, all right, I'm, I'm not there, I don't have notes on this session, or I put a little parentheses for out-of-character information, because my notes are mostly for me. And I feel like this is something that a lot of players experience if they do take notes. Like, one of the most common things that I've seen is players jotting things down like names and locations and special items and stuff like that on their character sheets. And if you have a physical character sheet in front of you, which if you are playing in person and you're playing a game like Dungeons and Dragons or Chronicles of Darkness or fill in the blank on anything that uses character sheets, you probably do have a physical sheet and a pen or a pencil in front of you so you can facilitate writing down that shopkeeper's name for when you want to come back to the store or writing down the name of the tavern where you're supposed to meet the mysterious ranger for elevensies. Uh, that just got really Lord of the Ringsy, and I like it. Moving right along. What I do instead of just writing things down on my sheet, though, especially in these campaigns that I am playing in, not the ones that I'm running, because I've been playing in one of them for, at this point, uh, three years. I think it'll actually pass the three-year mark next week. Um, I have a lot of notes, so what I've actually done is I went out and I bought myself an unlined notebook, and my handwriting is ridiculously tiny. Like, most people have trouble reading my writing if I write by hand and I'm trying to write small. So when I get an unlined notebook, I can fit generally two or three sessions worth of notes onto a page. And that's like four or five paragraphs at least. Uh, so, like, in this notebook that I got myself, I have only used about the first 20 pages, something like that, maybe less in one of them, because uh, I get a different notebook for each campaign. Point being, 
it means that as long as I have that notebook, you know, I like fold up my character sheet and I tuck it into those pages and that's my bookmark so I know where to start. That is generally, along with the dice and any rulebook stuff that I need to bring along, all that I need to bring to a session. Now, I know, like, bringing along a notebook for those of you who will play in a game where your DM keeps the character sheets and stuff like that, and they show up with the rulebook and the dice and everything, bringing along a notebook kind of seems like a lot if you don't have to bring anything. But I compare this to what I used to do back in the day, back when I was playing with Colin in college, where I would show up with, like, a backpack and I would have a notebook and a binder and two or three different books that may or may not get used and my giant dice bag and all sorts of other stuff. Consolidating everything just to one little notebook definitely works for me. And it also, as long as I go back through it every now and then, which I do fairly regularly because my memory is not good. This is the other reason why I take very extensive notes. It is important to me to be able to go back into my own notes, see my own thoughts about what happened, and have as clear an idea of what my character's frame of mind was during everything that was going on. Uh, occasionally, when we get into combat-heavy instances, I will take somewhat detailed combat notes, Mostly just so that I can keep track of what everybody is doing in the moment, because I am a, uh, what's the what's the word, a kinetic learner. I learn by using my hands, by writing things down, by actually, like, touching or manipulating whatever it is I'm trying to understand. So actually writing down what's happening in the flow of combat helps me to get a better understanding of where everyone is and what the tactics involved are. Uh, more so than just having minis that I can look at on the table does. Um, miniatures definitely help, and if you get into, like, simulationist gaming, this is anything from Dungeons & Dragons to, like, Warhammer... Warhammer? Is it Warhammer 40k? Yes, it is. Uh, with the Space Marines and all of that. Having miniatures is super helpful for getting a good idea of what is actually transpiring on the battlefield. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be highly detailed resin figures or whatever. Like, a couple of quarters that you mark with a sharpie to say who's who do just as well for the most part. That said, getting a little bit off topic. For me, it's very important to keep notes because otherwise it's very hard for me to keep track of what's going on in even a week-to-week -week game. It was a lot easier back in the day in college where I could be like, yeah, we're gonna play like three nights this week, right? I can keep that in mind. But when you are going a week or two or occasionally a month or two without actually sitting down in the session, it is very important that at least someone is keeping good notes. And this is where I transition into talking about the thing that I'm less good at, which is keeping notes as the person running the game. I do a lot of prep work when I'm running a game, especially for something like Dungeons & Dragons, where I expect my players to 
kind of follow a certain path with a lot of open options. That's the way that I like to run a game. It's the way that I like to build a world. It's essentially a sandbox, and I signpost things as well as I can to say, like, here's the next story objective, but I'm not going to say, and then you are here. In order to do this, I need to have good notes on who people are and where they are and what they know, and lately I've been doing this digitally. So, like, I'll just basically create a Google Doc. I know other people use programs like Scrivener. I've never actually used that one myself, but I'm thinking I need to look into it fairly soon because apparently it's a pretty good one for that. Uh, point being, as long as... I can keep track of what my notes are, and where the people are, and what they are actually doing, it's very easy for me to run the game from my notes. What gets trickier is, as the storyteller, as the person who has to react to everything, I don't get the same downtime in between turns, or moments, or scenes that I do when I'm actually playing as a character. So... Finding that balance of taking notes versus making notes while you're running a game is very tricky, and it's something that I haven't really figured out yet, but I have two or three different methods that I attempt now and then that all work to varying degrees for varying reasons. My favorite, that is also the least practical, is to record game sessions, because one... A lot of your time, a lot of the times, your players will enjoy having a recording of their session, as long as everybody is into that. There are some people who will get, get uh, self-conscious about it, there are some people who won't want it, and there are some who just would never listen to their own voice, especially if you're doing a game where people are doing character voices, and somebody's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing this weird, like... Welsh accent in this game, and I'm not, like, proud of it, so I, I can goof around and say it with you guys, but I don't want to listen to it myself. That's fine. That's one of the drawbacks of recording a game. The other drawback is stuff like audio quality and setup and just everything that goes into actually recording a session. It was much easier when I was uh, running games on Roll20, and then I would just use a different program to record my perspective of it, and I would watch it back later and take notes from that. Uh, we also streamed it, so I had a couple of other people who were keeping up with it, as well as my players who took pretty good notes for the most part. Uh, the other, or one of the other methods that I like to employ when I'm running a game is basically have the notes that I did my prep work for and then, like, just add little bits. If anything changes from what I expected, make note of that, but otherwise go with the flow and let things happen. It means a lot of times my players are going to potentially throw things at me, like, hey, who's this person over here that I didn't plan for? And I have to kind of scramble to not only improvise who that is and what the interaction is, but also to make a note of that person so that if they want to go back later, they didn't just make up something that disappears. One of the really important things for me when it comes to getting players involved and 
generating this buy-in that we keep talking about is the players need to have a sense that if they contribute something to the world of the game, it is as real as what you, as the person who has made it, is. Because your players, their characters live and breathe in this world, and your players should know more about their characters than you do. Hands down, every time. Like, you should be able to come in and say, Aha! Your brother was actually not dead when he fell off of that cliff. He was rescued by a pack of nomadic unicorns who carried him off to a mystical land and healed his wounds, and now he is the masked vigilante Unicorn Man. Like, that's all well and good. The player could not have known that you were going to do something like that, but the player should know they had a brother who fell off a cliff, or something along those lines, like, they should be able to tell you whether or not it's improvised or pre-planned, like, who their family is, and where they came from, and what they care about. And if this is something that they make up on the fly, you still have to take notes of it. You still have to make sure that you know how you're going to integrate that or not into your story. And it's a little bit different if you're just building one-shots, if you're building campaigns that are meant to go from little blip to little blip, or things where continuity is not terribly important. But, I think if you've listened to any episodes of this show, you know that's not really where we like to live as role players. That's, I mean, like, Colin and myself and most of the people that I game with are very narrative-focused. We like the continuity, we like the continuation of the story and enfolding things that make it more impactful, that make it more real. So, as the GM, you need to be able to incorporate things that your players give you at a moment's notice. Now, unfortunately, the other way that I handle note-taking when I'm running a game is I just don't, and I expect my players to keep note of things. And this takes a little bit of... I'll call it what it is. Manipulation. If you want to not take notes, but seem like you still know what you're talking about, you either need to have an impeccable memory, which I don't, or you need to be a pretty good, let's say, fibber, or improviser, where you can say, all right, hey, do you remember that person that you talked to last time? See if you can remember their name, and then that's when anybody who took the notes goes, oh, uh, it was uh, Mr. Porridge, the talking dog. You say, ah, yes, Mr. Porridge, exactly. He's right behind you now. You know, stuff like that where you have to figure out how to prompt your players to give you the information that you know is there but can't remember, it's not particularly easy to do, and it's very easy to get caught in that. And if you don't want your players to know that you are flying by the seat of your pants, not taking notes is not a good way to accomplish that. Was that a triple negative? If you don't want your players to know that you are not taking notes, then not... Never mind. I'm not going to delve into my grammar. Somebody else can diagram that sentence for me if you want to. 
In conclusion, what does it all mean? Basically, notes are important to continuity. It's just like writing anything else. The only way that you're going to actually keep track of what has happened, what has not happened, what needs to happen, and who has done stuff is by actually keeping some record of it. No one has a perfect memory. Like, even people with eidetic or photographic memories can still get things wrong. It's all about what you actually put your energy into. So taking notes in the moment, regardless of how much it might mess up the flow of what you're doing, it is still very important. At least to a certain extent. Somebody needs to keep track of something. Now, whether this means for your group you have a designated record keeper, regardless of whether someone volunteered for that position or, or not, that works for a lot of people. If everybody takes relevant notes, that helps. If you have your DM or somebody else who is just recording every session and then everybody can go back and listen to it, that's time-consuming, but great. Like, personally, I love listening to game sessions. It's why I like, well, it's why I like well-produced actual play podcasts and things like that. Uh, because they're just, it's fun to hear what people do in the moment. Now, I have certain sessions of my games that I would never want recorded because we are horribly unfocused at times. And I feel like last week I got into one of those sessions where we played for like three and a half hours. It was it was a good length of time sitting around the table, but we actually only got about an hour's worth of play done because we all just got, well, no, not all of us, two of us, myself included, got very distracted and um, kind of sidetracked the entire thing. But that's not the point. You're not here to listen to me talk about getting distracted while I get distracted from talking about what you are here to listen to me talk about. Which, at this point, since I've basically finished up what I was saying, is where else you can find Dodecahedron. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, uh, pictures of puppies that you want us to look at, you can email those to us at dodecapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, which would be great. All of our uh, podcast going up announcements automatically go to Facebook. So you can find us at facebook.com slash dodecapodcast. We are also on Instagram at dodecapodcast. I don't use that one a whole lot, but I am now following a bunch of people. So if you want to follow, follow dodecapodcast. I'll follow you back. We are also on Tumblr at Dodeca Podcast, where I'm going to be collecting a lot of neat role-playing things that I just stumble across online. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at Podcast Dodeca, because for some reason Dodeca Podcast was already taken and has no tweets. So I am going to find you and steal that handle, because I want it. I want everything to just be Dodeca Podcast. So everything is Dodeca Podcast except for Twitter, which is Podcast Dodeca. So, that's that. From all of us here at Dodecahedron, 
Please continue to enjoy what we do and enjoy what you do and play fun games and tell us about them. Uh, send in some questions for next time and we will answer them. Tell a friend about the podcast because the more people listen, the more we get to do with it. So I guess that's it. Thank you for listening and bye.